0: I'm your co-host Luke, and today we're going to be talking about the legendaries from
1: Zendikar Rising. I'll have
0: Luke give you a bit of backstory on Zendikar Rising now.
1: Zendikar is a beautiful plane where people could explore, have fun with their friends, but also watch out for the dangerous Royal. The Royal was an ever-growing part of Zendikar until, well, there was a bit of mistakes, and there is was the Eldrazi. The Eldrazi came. And they absolutely destroyed. For those who don't know, the Aldrazi are these little things that live between the cracks of the planes. They're actually really big. Uh, Yeah. And they will devour planes. They've devoured many planes. And the three titans of Aldrazi Ulamog, Kozilek, and. Emrakul and were cool, were trapped on Zendikar by three planeswalkers, Nahiri, Soren, and Ugin. They could only be set free by having Icefire and three other planeswalkers at that moment by the Eye of Ugin. And ha- this will happen to be uh, Jace, Chandra, and Gideon, and Jace was using some dragon fire because this is all according to Nicol Bals's schemes, and bam, the three Odrazi were set free and reached havoc on... Zendikar. You saw this in Battle for Zendikar. Then, we had our mighty heroes, the Gatewatch, defeat these titans of Odrazi, and they then made, became the Gatewatch. They made oaths. You saw this in cards like Oath of Nissa, Oath of Chandra, Oath of Jace, and Oath of Gideon. And Oath of Teferi. That exists, too. I Mummy, mean, we saw that later in Dominaria. And this is just a bit of backstory of where we are in Zendikar. Odrazi are defeated, and Zendikar is going back to a peaceful place. Or is it? And that's the plane of Zendikar backstory.
0: And so today we're going to talk about the legendaries from Zendikar Rising, as I already said. And so we're going to start with blue, then go to white, and then black, red, green, multicolored, and then there's zero colorless uh, legendaries, legendary creatures. Yeah. And then there's also no legendary lands, obviously. We will mention the flip cards as well as
1: Planeswalkers in the next episode.
0: Yeah, which is going to be all about the colors and how they're themed and what they are in Zendikar Rising. Okay, so starting off with blue, our first legendary is Charix the Raging Isle, or Isle. A
1: f- Isle. It's a uh, two-mana blue blue for 017, so if you're looking for a legendary creature, deck. Leviathan Crab, spells your opponent's
0: cast that target Charix the Raging Isle, costs two more to cast, and then three repeatable. charx gets plus X minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of islands you control. This is good for decks that have a lot of islands. But can also give things indestructible. Because uh, yeah. then you can go if you get infinite mana and you give it indestructible, you can go infinite and get infinitely big thing.
1: I feel like the challenge here is that blue isn't known for indestructible. That's more yeah. like black and whites thing. Apostles blessing. Yeah, so this is a hard uh this is a hard card to build around,
0: but it can be really fun if you get it right. And legendary crab. Come on, guys. Crab Leviathan. We gotta build that. Moving on, we have the black. Actually, no. No, we're doing white, white next.
1: Moving on to white, we have. Tazri Beacon of Unity for four and a white. Legendary Creature, Human Warrior. This spell costs one less to cast for each creature in your party. Then you have two or a blue, two or a black, two or a red, or two or a green. Will the top six cards of the library library reveal up to two cleric, rogue, warrior, wizard, allies cards among them? Among the, and put them into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order, and
0: it is a 4-6. I think this is one of the worst mythics from the set.
1: We were actually going to even, even include this card. But then we decided we had to do every legendary, so... Yeah, it's not the best one. Party seems very sketch, but it does have ally, so maybe it's like another Tazri ally deck, but even that Tazri doesn't so much play. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on to black... We are going to start off with Drana. Drana, the last Bloodchief chief for three, a black and a black, a four, four legendary creature, vampire cleric flying. When Drana, the last Bloodchief chief attacks, defending player chooses a non-legendary creature card in your graveyard. Return that card to the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. The creature is a vampire in addition to its other types. This goes good with cards like reanimate. It's just kind of how the theme of the deck is. This is a good sacrifice deck. I could
1: build this is possibly a Shadowborn Apostle deck. No, you don't want small creatures because it wants to bring back big creatures, not like, bring back these 1-1s because you have to take one back each turn.
0: Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is just a good commander for huge black spells that just are or creatures, huge black creatures that just have great effects when they come into the battlefield or things like that. One of
1: which is Ruins Guard Demon? Uh yes, that when it enters the battlefield, you all of it any card and put it into your hand. There's also ways to get cards in your graveyard, uh like in tomb, instant speed. So you, you can play in the tomb, have one card in your graveyard so you get it that betrays in your graveyard and then immediately get that out when you attack an opponent. It that betrays is a 12-12 for
0: 12, as far as I know. No, it's 13 11 11, isn't it? Yeah, it's a 13-mana, 11-11, all colorless two. mana. Annihilator 2. Whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token creature, it comes into the battlefield under your control instead of going to their graveyard. Uh, all right, our next legendary
1: for black is... Tabrax, Hope's Demise. For two and a black, a 2-2 was flying. Tabrax, Hope, Surmise, Tongue Twister, has link as long as it has proper more plus counters on it. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, put a plus on counter on Tabrax. If that creature was a cleric, you may draw a card. If you do, lose one life. So this is
0: maybe a Shadowborn Apostle deck.
1: Because uh, clerics. Yeah. This goes in the
0: 99, or it can be the commander. Yeah. It also is a cleric itself,
1: but that doesn't really matter for his ability. Commanders you could see this in. Uh, we have a new commander that we're gonna mention later in the episode. We'll definitely give this a shout out. And Athreos. Athrios, yes. The of passage. The old Athrios.
0: And also maybe even Drana. This could possibly go in Drana sacrifice. Uh yeah, but without the apostles. Without Shadowborn Apostles, yeah. And our next legendary is from Red, Morog Fury of Akum. four red, red six six legendary creature, Minotaur Warrior. Each creature you control gets plus one plus O for each time it has attacked this turn, and then it has a landfall trigger. And whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if it is a main, if it is your main phase. There is an additional combat phase after this phase. At the beginning of that combat, untap all creatures you control.
1: Talk about bonkers there.
0: Yeah, lots of good decks. There's a Boros commander that wants a bunch of attack steps as well, and this could be in the 99 for that, or it can be a commander for an extra
1: attack phase. I think you this would definitely see play in things like Narset,
0: Because you want to attack as
1: many times as possible and cast uh, free non-creature spells.
0: One of the hard parts to build around in this commander is that landfall, it's only in your main phase when it enters, and also there's not a lot of land ramp in mono red. So that's one of the really hard parts about building this commander. And that's it for red. Moving on to
1: green. Um, We have one commander. A Shia Soul of the Wild, three mana, green green, it's a star star. A Shia Soul of the Wild's power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. Non-focal creatures you control are forest in addition to the other types. Forest lands.
0: And this is one of my favorite cards from Zendikar Rising. And it has a combo and it goes infinite with Layweaver, which is a green and three others for a two two and you partner it with Lore Weaver because that's partner. And it has tap, untap, two target lands. And so this can untap itself as a land and another land and therefore go infinite with mana. And then there's also Argothian Elder which does the exact same thing except for it doesn't have partner. So just a green and three others, two, two, tap it, untap, two target lands. So with ashaya these are both lands itself or themselves so they can just go infinite by tapping untapping themselves and another land and then you can get infinite mana for some crazy hydra thing
1: do you have anything to say about that um no i think that's a really busted card but there is a card called blood moon and it will actually instantly kill ashaya cuz between the or the face that they're switching to Mountains, Ashaya will go to zero and die. Yeah, so Ashaya will die from Blood Moon. Blood
0: Moon just kills Ashaya. For those who don't know, Blood Moons makes all lands. Mountains. And it's three red and one other, and it's got an... Ins- it's a pretty cool art. Yeah. I'll say that. All right, that's it for green. Only one green legendary. Um, moving on to multicolored, which has a lot. We have... A Kiri, Fearless Voyager, for one, a red, a white. It's a 3-3, and whenever you attack a player with one or more equipped creatures, you draw a card. And then for a white, you may unattach an equipment from a creature you control. If you do, tap that creature, and it gains indestructible until end of turn. So you can use that to just save your creatures if you attack, and then they have a huge flash spell, and it's going to kill the creature, you can just pay a white and unattach and give it an indestructible so it will live. More importantly, Boros card draw. Come on, guys. Yeah, that's something that has not been in Boros for a long time.
1: I guess we did see Mangara, but that wasn't better. That went to card. And only Mono White, when a Akiri, has red to discard cards and draw cards with things like Tomanic Voice and all those discard to draw cards.
0: Yeah. All right, our next... Is a Golgari commander. Ooh, my favorite. Okay.
1: sky Skyclave Ravager. Weird name, but okay. sky Skyclave Ravager enters the battlefield with three plus and plus encounters on it. Whenever another creature you control dies, if it had a plus and plus encounter on it, put a plus and plus encounter on Grakma. When Grakma dies, create an XX black and green Hydra creature token. Where X is the number of possible puzzle encounters puzzle on
0: gracma In general, this is just a great Hydra deck. Many there, there's multiple Pelucrinoses, which go pretty go pretty good with this. All in the colors. There's a mono green Pelucranos, Pelucranos eater of eater of worlds, and then world
1: there's eater.
0: world eater. Yeah, and then the new Pelucranos from Theros, which is uh, Pelucranos you know, Unchained. Pelucranos
1: Unchained, correct. Remember, it does not. If a creature of Puss a counter on a die, you don't create a, to- a token of that creature. You just put a token. You just put a plus a and counter Puss and on Grakma, and then when he- Gracmaw dies, he'll become. You get the token.
0: Yes, it's only when Gracmaw dies. Don't forget that, because if it was the other way, where whenever any creature dies, oh. that happens, that would make it so much better. But then it would be broken and get banned probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not that powerful with some of the other cards we've seen, but yes, definitely Hydra. That would have been overpowered a bit. Uh, also, uh, the ozolith The ozolith is really good with this. Grackma will still get the plus one counters when a creature dies, because it still sees it, but then the ozolith will get all the counters because it does die. And then
0: you can attack with Grackma or you can attach the counters to Grackma if attach is the right word. I think you can get on. them... Yeah, you can take the counters from the ozleth and put them on Grackmaw. I think that's it for Grackmaw. What do you think? Uh, yeah, sounds about right. All right, moving on to our Is It Multicolored Kaza Royal Chaser for a blue and a red. It's a 1-2 Flying Haste. You can tap it, and the next instant or sorcery spell you cast this turn costs X less to cast, where X is the number of wizards you control as this ability resolves, there's some interesting things about this card. Uh, I really like the part where it costs less, but the wizards is interesting. I would think it would be something more like the number of instants and sorceries in your graveyard when this
1: it, when this ability is activated. Uh, what do you say about that? Uh, well, yeah, it seems interesting, but you've always seen like things with the like crackling Drake. You know, does it doesn't have to be wizard to need to do Graveyard. Uh, untappers come into mind. If you can untap Kaza, Fate Stitcher, untap Kaza multiple times. You can basically play them for free if you just get it enough times. Uh, yeah, but Expropriate would just be two blue to take, like, if your opponents...
0: too blue for an extra turn and take three cards is, like, insane. so good. And most Untappers are wizards. Yeah, a lot of Untappers are wizards. Um. Also, Riel goes good with this, because she wants instants and sorceries in your graveyard to draw cards, and you just play one for less, and then you can draw cards, and discard cards, whatever. But yeah, Riel is also a wizard, human
1: wizard. Oh uh, yeah, um, it's like when it comes in, it's a Goblin electromancer for your next instant, so I guess it's not... As good as a Goblin Electromancer. But uh, the fact that it has... Uh, it it just... It, you can get higher is extremely powerful. Yes. I agree with that. Uh, definitely one of the better... And is it commanders we've seen? Yes. Um, moving on to our next card. Mm, yep. Uh, Linvolo, Shield of Seagate. One... Oh, one... White and blue for legendary creature Angel Wizard is a 3 3 flying. As we can combat on your turn, if you have a full party, choose target non Lim permanent and opponent controls. Until your next turn, it can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated. Then you can sacrifice Limbala, choose Hexproof or Indestructible. Creatures you control gain that ability until the turn. Yeah. Uh, this is just in general
0: pretty interesting because you can just, like, move things
1: with hexproof or indestructible around. I think, uh, but yeah, but it still has a party mechanic and for you to have a full party is extremely hard. Even in, like, Linval is only a wizard and you're playing Zorius, so the chance of be getting a rogue or maybe, I guess, white is not for clearance. Yeah,
0: the party mechanic is... One of my least favorite parts about Zendikar. Like, they should have just not had Party and made more other cards. I would have rather not
1: seen Party. What do you say? Uh, I mean, I don't mind Party. I just feel like it isn't that overpowered. If you're gonna see a deck that's Party, it's not gonna be doing very good. It's more of like a jank. Yeah. Look what to did. It's a one to two power deck. Anyone got more jank, like Chair Tribal. Yeah. Um, Linvala
0: has a lot of I, I like the Sacrifice than Vala, choose Hexproof or Indestructible and then Creatures You Control gain that because if it's a board wipe like Wrath of God, destroy all creatures, you can just give them Indestructible. If it's something like Cyclonic Rift, you just give them Hexproof.
1: So maybe not so much Commander, maybe Standard because if you're playing Commander, it's just going to be casual or zop, I play my things. I maybe get a 2-2 that has Vigilance and can't be blocked. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Not Orzov, but Azorius. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Um. This isn't seen. This will probably not be seen as much as a commander, as in the ninety nine. I don't think I'll really ever see this being played as a commander. Definitely. I mean, I guess if it's
1: it's it's a three. my gosh! It's a three three for three with flying. Yeah. And it can sacrifice itself, so maybe, and give things Control and standard coming back again. Yeah, for like its third swing in a row. Yep. Um. We're gonna talk about the planeswalkers in
0: our next episode as well. So, do not fear. Just, yeah. Even though they are legendaries. All right. Um. Moving on to our next one. Our next one is Aura Skyclave Hierophant. For two, a white, a black, it's a 3-3 with lifelink. It's a legendary creature, core cleric. Whenever Aura, Skyclave, Herophant, or another cleric you control dies, return target card with lesser converted mana cost from your graveyard to the battlefield.
1: Okay, beep, beep, beep. This is not Shywater Apostle decks, unless you have a bajillion zero mana clerics. Just sitting in your, and sitting in your collection. Or in the history of magic.
0: Yeah. I can't think of much else to say for this card. I can't. If you go back, there was Tabrax.
1: And he yes. cared about clerics dying. So maybe you could play like an edge walker, get creatures back kind of thing. Um, yeah. You can just kind of keep cycling that and Aristocrats. And Tabrax
0: your, would be in the 99 of aura.
1: Yeah, and Aristocrats, your opponent's away. Yes. Aristocrat.
0: All right. Moving on to either the best or the second best
1: commander. So next we have Omnath, Locus of Creation. Red, green, white, blue for a four-four, and when it enters, you draw a card. He also also has Landfall.
0: Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain four life. It's the if it's the first time this turn. If it's the second time, you add a red, green, white, and blue. If it's the third time, it deals four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control
1: uh, powerful in standard and commander uh commander wise it has four colors but we have lots of things like fetches. You yeah, just got the triumphs sure so the fetch lands are
0: great in this because you play them for turn you get the first trigger you sacrifice them you get the second trigger and then if you have another fetch land you sacrifice that and get the third trigger and, and then you get all three triggers in a turn.
1: And even in standard, we see cards like of Passage or Evolving Wilds, which Evolving Wilds isn't that great of a card. But I feel like some decks would be really, really willing to play it due to Omnath. Yeah, Omnath is definitely
0: a card, or a, yeah, a card that wants cards like Terramorphic Expanse and Evolving Wilds. Uh, he's also an Elemental, which is not a big part of it, but some decks are like five color elementals. You can play him in the
1: ninety nine. Obviously, all the previous Omnath, which was uh teamer, Omnath, and it cared about elementals and when it entered, it dealed the damage of the Elementals to like any target. And then it also cared about lands. This one cares about lands, it's an elemental and it's just better.
0: Yeah, um I think moving on now? Oh, uh, yeah, sounds good. All right, moving on to a card that sounds sounds like Omnath. It's Pilath, World Sculptor. Four mana, a red and a green for a 5-5 legendary creature, also an elemental, so this could go in Omnath elementals. And when Pilath, World Sculptor, enters the battlefield, create a 0-1 green plant token creature for each basic land you control, which is just... Making Omnath even better, pretty much, because you just want a bunch of lands, anyways. It also has Landfall, and its Landfall is whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, put four plus one plus one counters on target plant you control. Watered down Avengers
1: on a car that is legendary. Uh, I mean, it's Commander, so Commander, mm-hmm. uh, but in the 99, probably.
0: Maybe It's just a different type of Avenger of Zendikar. Because it's not whenever a land enters, everything gets a plus one plus one counter. It's whenever a land enters, target plant gets four plus one plus one counters. And instead of
1: each land you control, it's each basic.
0: Yeah. So it is slightly worse. Uh, Like I said, it goes really well in Omnath. Um, Landfall is just a great card in Omnath. We have gone back to Omnath, haven't we? Uh, yes. We basically just went <laughs> back to Omnath. All right, so. Omnath is the center of the set now. That's <laughs> yes. why it's on the collector's boxes. Ah, oh, yes. All right. Uh, I think we should move on. That sounds like a good idea. All right. I feel like
1: we got caught up in Omnath. Um,
0: our last four multicolored
1: and the last four for the episode uh, we have Veralzal, the Split Current, for X green blue uh, zero zero and legendary creature, sp- legendary creature serpent. Veralzal, the Split Current, enters the battlefield with a plus plus encounter on it for each minus spent to cast it. Whenever you cast a kicked spell, you may
0: remove two plus one plus one counters from Veralzal. If you do, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. So, first thoughts, very disappointed it's not a Hydra. What? That would have made it better. They should not have done Serpent. If it was a Hydra, it would be slightly better. I don't mind the Serpent that much, also, but I would have Snake. really liked. Yeah, why not Snake? And just Hydra, come on. I mean You can do better, it Wizards. It has one head. Yeah, it only has one head, but it still could be a Hydra and have different art. There's also value. Yeah, um one of the main things I see when I look at
1: this is if you find a card that says like girl from the ashes kicked. Yep, four lands. Because you do get the kicked caught. You do yeah. get the kicked. If you find a card that says like
0: one blue or no, one green, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature, or kick for two and put three. Plus one, plus one counters on target creature. That card exists. If it does exist, it's like the greatest card in this deck because you play it for kicked, and then you are gonna put three plus one, plus one counters on it. But first, you remove two, then you put six plus one, plus one counters on it. That's just a great type of card. If there's a card that's like that, that would just be really good in this deck.
1: Uh, Also, it's a. It may. It may be. It also is an X spell, but that doesn't mean the counters are X. It means total mana spent to cast it. So X and the green and blue cast it. it kind of means that commander tax doesn't apply to you. Yes. Um.
0: One thing that is interesting about this is I feel like it was built to be more of a commander instead of in the ninety nine. Oh yeah, totally. Even though it's a rare, which is usually less of a commander type thing, I really think this is supposed to be played as a commander, not as in the ninety nine. Otherwise, if it was in the ninety nine, making it a hydra would have probably happened because there's things that care about hydra's entering, and then it would make it slightly better
1: for in the ninety nine. The last time I saw a, a kicker kind of commander was in Dominaria with the rule commander that. It, the name escapes me. Yeah. Alright, our next one is Selesnya
0: Yasharn Inplaceable Earth. Um, for two, a green, a white. It's a 4-4 legendary creature, Elemental Boar. When Yasharn enters the battlefield, search your library for a basic forest card and a basic plains card. Reveal those cards, put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. Players can't pay life or sacrifice non-land permanents to cast spells or activate abilities. There's a lot of text,
1: but I feel like it doesn't, doesn't do, do a ton. It's a 4-4 for four, 4. That gets you in hand and maybe stops... I can't think of anything right now.
0: Yeah, maybe if they had it to wear...
1: Well, into Doom. Yeah. Actually, no, that's land. This stops Bolus's Citadel talisman all the talismans yeah they can only tap it for that colorless now
0: yeah like i said very powerful card bullets the citadel get stopped by this because you can't pay life to play the cards and it would be better what would make this card slightly better is if they said when it enters the battlefield you search for a forest and plains card reveal those cards put them onto the battlefield oh yeah
1: That would definitely make it better. And just reading the card right now, it kind of stops Sacrifice decks entirely. And we have seen a lot of Sacrifice decks, Sacrifice decks, and Standard. So I feel like it's targeted towards that. Yeah,
0: that is definitely one reason they made this. Even in the PTQ, we saw
1: Jund, Sacrifice.
0: But how cool would it have been if they had made, like, an elemental... Instead of an elemental boar, like an elemental elephant? Because, like, Selesnia is kind of like Elephant. Oh, yeah. All the Loxodons we need. We need, like, Yeah, a like, an Elemental Loxodon. That would be awesome. Loxodon Tribal. We want you. <laughs> Come to us. Yeah.
1: Um, that's mostly it for this, I'd say. Yeah. Moving on, we have Zereth Sand, the Trickster. Three, blue, black. For a 4-4 with Flash. And it basically has ninjutsu, but I will still read it. Two blue black return to unblock attacking rogue you control to its owner's hand. Put Zareth Sand Trickster from your hand onto the battlefield, tap in attacking. Whenever a Sand deals combat damage to a player, you may put a target permanent card from that player's live yeah, that player's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. I feel like this was meant to go in the Rogue precon. Oh uh, yeah, in the 99, play Anawan, mill them, and then you're like, "Uh yeah, I'm going to flash out this uh Zeref and just to steal that causality. Thanks for playing. Not in budget." Yeah, that would be just really good. I definitely
0: think this is not built to be a commander. It could go in like decks like Yuriko or definitely in the Anawan deck because you can't Wait, can you activate it
1: from the command zone?
0: Um, no, it says from your hand, so. Right. This is definitely not built for commander. Or not for the commander. It's built for the 99 in a rogue deck like Yuriko. But you don't
1: have to ninjutsu it out. It's just whenever a rogue...
0: Puns. It does not have ninjutsu. Just saying.
1: It, yeah, it's, they kind of were like... It basically has the ninjutsu ability, though. Yeah, but just for rogues, I guess that really waters it down just to, like, this card needs to be in a rogue deck, and it should be in the 99. Yeah.
0: But Annawan, definitely a great commander for this card. Our last and final commander for this episode is Zargrass, Thief of Heartbeats. So he is 4-mana black, red, 4-4, four, four, legendary creature, vampire rogue. This spell casts this spell costs one less to cast for each creature in your party. Don't like that, don't like the party mechanic. Flying, Death Touch, and Haste. That's a lot of abilities, which is cool. And then other creatures you control have Death Touch. When a creature you control deals combat damage to a Planeswalker, destroy that Planeswalker. Um, we saw the deal damage to a Planeswalker destroy that Planeswalker ability in War of the Spark on Vraska Swarm Eminence? Yes. And she created one, one that did
1: that. Uh but generally I in the past we've seen like if you can just reduce this by one and cast it as like a five mana four four flying death touch haste. That's okay in Commander maybe not so much because it's hard to, to do a build around on it. I really don't think this card was built for Commander
0: at all. I think standard, this was a standard card a lot definitely standard. There's really not much this goes in for commander and I don't really see much as it as a commander either. The party mechanic is just it's just not good enough.
1: And you might kill one planeswalker with this argus ability. Yeah,
0: it's going to be one at most. Like Planeswalker hate is not a deck that is built Yeah, because there's just not enough Planeswalkers for that. Except for playing against Planeswalker decks. So Brawl, look out. Yep. Uh, Anything else for that? I think this has been all. Thank you for spending your time and watching us. Uh, If you want to find these cards, we just went to the Magic the Gathering website, and we went to the news section, and we found the entire list of every card. Uh, we're probably going to be using this list for our next episode. Our next episode, we're going to be talking about all the colors and everything. A lot of these commanders are really powerful, especially like Ashaya and Omnath, and some cards are just not built to be your commander, like uh, like Zargas and Zarith. I also think it would be cool to have some different types of.
1: Creatures, yeah, maybe like maybe not have a party mechanic. Kind of just yeah, party is just not good enough to be in this. Just
0: bring back ally, come on, lizards. Yeah, it's not a Zendikar thing, party's not Zendikar. Um, I think that's it for the episode. You can directly support us on Patreon. We're going to start making video podcasts eventually. If you want, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to J- subscribe to this channel, which is just audio for now, and we'll see you next time. Peace. This was New Legends.